What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with your host from New York City, live from New York City, uh, with your host, Megan Tilito and Suzanne Stoffer. We are just on the back end. Good morning, (laughs) You really do have a deep voice today. Our producer was saying that you sounded sultry, and you really do. I just want to listen to you talk now. Go. All right. I'll talk to you on my radio voice. All sultry and sexy. We're talking about creation today. We are talking about you being the masterful creator that you truly be. How is that? You sound you sound like so Suzanne has this really sexy character who also sometimes is a sex therapist. Her name is Bianca. And you sound mm-hmm. a little bit like Bianca today. I sound a little like Bianca. Who knows what's going mm-hmm. to be coming through in our creation series today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> speaking of which, um, you know, this show is all about um, undoing your constructs around creation and creativity and you know, it's an area, I don't know, I think it be, may be more messed up than money for people. Like, it really, like, people have so much stuff on this topic. And it's so funny because, like, all of life actually is a creation, right? Like, you don't know what's going to happen when you go to the grocery store. It's a freaking improv, right? Like, you don't know who you're mm-hmm. going to meet. You don't know the conversations you're going to have. We don't know what we're going to say when we come on live. Like, I don't sit here and go, oh, I'm going to do this funny voice today. Like, when I welcome everybody, stuff comes through. And like, this whole little bit we just did with Bianca. Like, when we were first dating and all of these energies of characters came through us and we just started playing with them with each other, we don't know where that came from. We were just available. We were in this big open space of, like love and attraction and all of this energy and like and all this creation came through. And so, you know, it you just all it's so funny that we all go, Oh, I'm not creative or I, I'm not a very good creator and I'm like, you're creating every single moment we all are. And everything that makes you think that like, you know, creation and creativity is like some big weird thing that you're never going to get and you can't get and it's anything greater than actually just choosing your life in every 10 seconds can we uncreate and destroy that yes 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 right wrong good bad yes talk, we talk, can <laughs> right wrong good bad talk talk all my voice shorts at the answer it's such an it's such an illusion that there's people that know how to create and people that don't and that there's a way to create and there's a way not to create it's just such an illusion 
Like every moment of your life, like if you get up and you talk to your seven-year-old, do you know what that conversation is going to be? You don't. Not until you start talking mm-hmm. to your seven-year-old, right? It's like what is the, – the, there was a question that my mentor, Katie Hendricks, asked uh, in a workshop. In fact, it was a question that framed an entire, like, four-day workshop. And it was like the question was, what big game wants to be played through me? And what she was referring to is that if we're open, that there is an energy that will come through us. There will be things to do, things to say. Like we may pick a flower and we may, um, you know, pick up a rock or we may, like, go and hug a tree or play with a deer or have an interaction with a fun cat on the street. Like we never know what's going to occur moment to moment, and it's all a creative act. Our whole lives is a creative act. It's an illusion that it's anything but that. You know, it's really cool because I actually, I really did not believe that I had any creativity in me until I started going to Megan's community class like eight, nine years ago. Like if you would have asked me if I was a creative person, I would have just laughed and said no. Um, Because I had misidentified and misapplied what being creative was. Um, when for me growing up and into my adulthood, I thought creativity was for artists and musicians and, you know, people that like lived in the right brain. And so, you know, they were, those were the creatives. Those were the creative people and those were the, the it was kind of like create, they had, you know, the monopoly on creativity. Um, for me, you know, at the time I was a, you know, an accountant. So, and I was a personal trainer, which is like much more, I think, left brain, you know, kind of activities. And so I didn't consider myself creative and I certainly didn't consider myself the creator of my life. So it was only there was a class around creativity that Megan was teaching and she offered up the idea that you could commit to 10 minutes of creativity a day, just 10 minutes of creativity a day, and that that could actually change your life. And I remember sitting there in that class going, I I don't write. I don't draw. Um, I'm not seriously musically inclined. Like, I'm not an artist. How am I even going to do creative expression for 10 minutes a day if I'm not creative? So it was a whole paradigm shift for me to recognize and to become aware of just that everything I do is creative and that even, you know, my accounting and everything that I was doing for my profession and even me as a parent was actually me being creative and me being in the moment improving and creating it as I go. So everywhere that all of you perhaps have misidentified and misapplied um, creativity and creation as for a per- certain segment of the population that is not you, can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Yes, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pop, all nine shirts, boys and beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, um, it's, it, we've just mystified it, right? It's like we we put creation and creativity in the hands of a sacred few, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a disservice mm-hmm. because in my opinion, we are all, we came here to manifest ourselves as the creators. 
we came here to create. We came, that's like the whole reason. So when people go, oh, I'm not creative and I'm not creating my life, it makes me so sad because it's like they're, the whole reason for life is creation. <laughs> like that's what we're doing. Like, like every part of our life, like from how you drive home, right, to like how you mix your coffee in the morning or whatever, that's all you creating your life and creating your living mm-hmm. and like, you know, something that for me is interesting because I used to um, segment things out and go, okay, like, like it, with, for instance, with my business. And I'm like, okay, when I coach, that's creative. And I know I'm using my intuition. I'm, like, feeling all the energies. I'm getting all jazzy and juicy, right? When I'm in front of a group, like, it's a, it's a huge creative act when I'm facilitating a group of people. And, mm-hmm. um, but I saw the business of my business as like, eh. I saw as detailed and linear and boring and I had like all of these judgments. And so of course, if I was going to write an email, I, I would procrastinate the crap out of it because I'm not good at that. I'm not, you know what I mean? That's like, uh, that's not fun. That's not creative. And um, when I I was doing that, a coach that I follow, his name is Michael Neal. He has a program called Creating the Impossible. And when I did that program with him a couple of years ago, he invited us to see everything we were doing as a creative act. Because if you're crafting an email to a client, like that email has never been created before. This is the first time that email will exist. And by the by the actual definition of creation, which is bringing something into being that has not been brought into being before, that. All of that, like your accounting is a creative act. When you actually look at somebody's books and you go, okay, like you go to solve the puzzle of where the Mm -hmm. money leaks are and how you can get them more money. Like, you know, most people, now there are accountants that don't do it like you, that don't do it creatively, that are just kind of numbers people and they're not activating that part of their brain. But I think that's what makes you such a phenomenal accountant because you do it from this totally different place. You do that. You do it from how can you create the money, right? And mm-hmm. like, I think yeah. it's so amazing. And you're bringing something into being. You're seeing things. You're making something visible that was invisible to somebody else or to maybe everybody else, right? And I think that's the other thing. As a creator, we bring things into being that haven't been brought in before. But I also think that what we're doing in a way, because of how we see the world and because of how we create connection we're bringing things visible that have before been invisible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I've been really inspired by you, Megan, around creativity and creation. You know, it's never been a topic that, like, kind of fired me up. But in watching you over all of these years and in watching how inspired you are and in watching just how you create your life, you know, like every day is an adventure. And so you're you're so rarely on autopilot. And I, I loved that so much about living with you is seeing the possibility of creation. And, you know, you have such amazing creative people in your life. Um, you know, like Jack, you know, Jack um, is uh, a, kind of like a improv coach that Megan has brought to Salt Lake City a few times. And, um, you know, and so we've done actual improv workshops, 
you know, where we're, where it's like, he calls it God speed, where you're creating at, at God speed. And it's, so it's all, it takes you out of self-consciousness and constriction and into just pure creation and creativity. And it was one of those scariest workshops that I've ever, ever participated in because I didn't consider myself, um, at all creative or funny or anything. And yet here I am finding myself in skits, you know, on stage, you know, performing in front of a group, you know, music that we created as a group, like improvs in the moment that are just coming through us in a pure act of creation. And it really was so magical to experience that um, and to like, in a way, get laughs, you know what I mean? And like, feel like, wow, that uh, that that came through me and that there's a possibility that, you know, maybe I have some of that inside of me. And so, you know, I speak, I think, I feel like I'm a voice for all of you out there that are, that don't, you know, almost haven't owned your creative um, spark, your creative juice and how the, how creativity um, wants to come through you. And so, you know, everything that doesn't allow you to perceive, receive, know, and be the the master creator and creative um, force that is you. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pun and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds, and everywhere that, and in any lifetime or any dimension that you haven't seen the power of creation and creativity as a fundamental um, almost force um, in your life. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pun and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Mm. You know, while you were talking, like, okay, so I want to, I, okay, I want to share some insider information just with the few people that are listening live and the hundreds that will listen in the future. <laughs> just between between us and the fence posts. Like, how I fell in love with Suzanne was her doing this skit, Miss I'm Not Creative. Oh, my gosh. When she was doing this skit, she was so hot, you guys. She was so sexy. It was like, oh, my God. Like, just the creative energy that was coming through you. And, like, and, yeah, you were being, like, a temptress. Like, that was your role. I was being a temptress. That was my role for the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I am not that in my everyday life at all. (laughs) Um, Have you met you? (laughs) It was just an act people it was just a role mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you should have seen the people getting twitter paid by her and fop it was super fun they were they would like they would so try not to look at her in certain ways but they were all flustered and it was so fun anyway so yeah the role you were playing but the, the thing is is that like it, when we are when we choose to step into creation it is the sexiest thing on the planet people it is an attractive mm-hmm. force like when you it's like it's such what i call a trim tap which is a sh- shortcut it's a a life hack being creative is a mm-hmm. life hack because what it does is it creates this it creates this um 
dynamic energy, this dynamic energy that's so attractive and it's a pulling force. Things and opportunities and possibilities are like actually pulled to us through this magnetic energy called creation and creativity. And so when you're really turning that energy on, like life comes to you, money comes to you, like people come to you, relationships come to you because it's like you're being attractive. It's one of the reasons why people get so gaga over movie stars it's, mm-hmm. and musicians and rock stars. It's not just the fame. It's the energy they're being that we all know we are, but we've disowned. So, you know, the people that, like, you know, follow a particular rock star all around the, the countries or whatever, it's like it's because they've disowned that part of them. And they're trying mm-hmm. to get a part of it from outside themselves. And where are you still doing that? Where are you looking to others for that creative spark? And not that we can't do that. Like, I listen to podcasts. I, like, I listen to people who inspire me all the time, too, but to remind me that I'm inspirational, but to remind me of my creative life force, to remind me not to take the place of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so I think we can absolutely be inspired, you know. I mean, I think that's why you and I have always loved Lady Gaga from the very moment that she came on the scene and still to this day, it doesn't matter, like, quote, her popularity, we love her um, because of her creativity. Like, she's just outrageously creative. And when she's on stage, it's just a two, three-hour expression, full expression of creativity um, that's just shocking. I think that's why we love Cirque du Soleil so much. You know, we've seen all the Cirque du Soleil um, shows. Every city that we go in, if there's a Cirque show, we're there because of the creative expression and and how that feels in our bodies, how how we not how we experience that and how we can be inspired by that and then go and and create our own, you know, creative expression from that inspiration. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's what's really cool. I mean, we're in New York City and hopefully we're gonna get to some uh art today, you know. And, like, mm-hmm. because it's just so um, – one of my experiences is – and there's a there's a theory in um, Zen Buddhism that when an artist uh, creates something, that part of their soul is in that painting or is in that thing that they created. And so when you come and interact with their art, then we, you're actually interacting with some aspect of their being or their soul, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. that like opens you up for like you actually just became more. You just actually got energy added to your own life force through that exchange with that energy that's in that piece of art or in that piece of music or whatever it is. And not to say that that creativity is just art and music. Like it's not. It's like Again, it's like the green juice you make in the morning or whatever it is that you're putting your energy into, your energy is infusing that thing, right? And then, mm-hmm. like, that's why I think that's one of the reasons, like, one of, my, one of my very favorite things to do creatively is to make the perfect bite, right? And yeah. what that is is, like, when, like, I'm looking at a meal and sometimes I'll look at several meals and combine things together, but it's like, okay, like, what ingredients if we put them together, would give the bite that's just like got 
as much flavor as possible. And I've made it my mission for years to construct the perfect bite. Not as perfect as imperfect, but just like, ooh, what would be the best combination? And to me, there's something in that that it's like I'm communicating an energy of creation, but also of love and also like my desire to to give people new experiences and really yummy experiences. And so what I, and mm-hmm. I have to feed it to you. That's part of the perfect bite. Yes, that is part. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and I have I have been the recipient of the perfect bite hundreds and hundreds of times, and I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, it's like foodgasm, you know, like she really has a genius. So if you ever get a chance to get the perfect bite from Miss Megan, please do. You will love your life so much more afterwards. So, um, <laughs> So you are listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We're going to go on our first break. And when we get back, I want to um, read a poem called Stitch Man about creativity and creation. So stay tuned. Come back for more. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with host Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Do I still have my sultry voice going on? I kind of do, What? I don't even know what that is. So today, we are talking about clearing your crap on creativity and creation. Um, because our come from is that we're all masterful creators 
and that we all have creativity as like a baseline of who we are. And if we tap into that creativity, that our life is just so much more fun and so much better. So, and that, and everywhere that you don't believe that you are a creative force, um, we're hopefully blowing that shit up in our blow some shit up um, series that we've been doing. So I wanted to read, um, Megan and I have always loved, we kind of fell in love together um, reading poems um, by Hafiz, who is a Sufi master. And so we have a book called The Gift. And um, we brought it to New York. And um, here is a, um, a, a poem about um, artists, about creativity. It's called Vintage Man. The difference between a good artist and a great one is the novice will often lay down his tool or brush, then pick up an invisible club on the mind's table and helplessly smash the easels and jade. Whereas the vintage man no longer hurts himself or anyone and keeps on sculpting light. That's really beautiful. And I think what we're, what, what we're speaking to here is that um, what I see a lot in myself and in a lot of other people, and especially in doing a lot of improv classes, is that people judge their creations. You know, they pick up that invisible club and they smash their creations with it. They judge their creations with it before their creations can even get out of the gate. So, you know, people do this when they're writing. People do this when they're singing. People do this even, you know, everyday creations. Like Megan and I, you know, we talk a lot about our, um, like our voices, you know, our characters that we create. But truth be told, you know, we're not very good at at speaking all of these characters. Like, like, I mean, it's, it's actually like, I'll just speak for myself. Like, it's not good. Like, our improv around our voices is not good. I go into, like, English and then Irish and then nothing, you know. Like, I can't I can't hold a character um, voice to save my life. So it's, it's really, like, it's it, – it, I used to think I'm not going to be creative unless I'm good at it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not actually going to try something unless I'm good at it. Um, and so it stops me from just expressing. And I think that's what I love – so much about Megan is that she'll just jump in and do it and it could be like total crap whatever it's like it's just fun to express it's just fun to be creative and you know if you go all the way with it like if you ever watched America's Got Talent it's just like you know like they don't know how to dance they don't know how to sing but they are full on expressing and you've got to get behind them you know, you just laugh and, like, you just have to cheer them because they're going full out in that creative expression. And so everywhere that you have judged yourself, compared yourself and your creations to others and uh, minimized or hid or stopped midstream from creating, um, because of that, can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, online shirts, boys and beyond. You know, I um, Dane was talking about this in SOP this week about um, he talked about the way that he said it was he says you know how many fucking miracles have come from the biggest 
piles of crap that I created. He said, I'm mm-hmm. willing to jump off the cliff. I'm willing to fail harder and faster than most people. Like, I have made so many messes. Do you know how many miracles come from those messes? He's like, you cannot create if you're not willing to make those messes. You just can't. And, like, so many of us are trying so hard to be so perfect, right? It's like you're you're talking about with our voices. And, yes, <laughs> there are times I'm actually really good and times I'm really bad. But, and not, and not just a judgment, like, what is it? But the thing, what I notice is that even if I can't get the accent, even if I can't quite get, like, what I'm saying, if I go all the way with it, it's funny. Like, that's one of the things uh-huh. that I realize is that you're talking about. That's why we love the outtake reels of, like, America's Got Talent and, and um, America's Funniest Videos and all of the shows like that. We love it when people go all the way. We don't care if they look like an idiot or if they're brilliant. We like it both the same. I mean, the, uh, some of the outtakes of people screwing it up are have higher ratings than the ones where they do it perfect, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like there's just this thing that we love. It makes our tails wag when we see somebody mm-hmm. go all out, and there's such a life force in that. And I really, truly believe that's why that a lot of times you could take some like a, a big pile of poo and make it into like a miracle because it's like you're all in. Like, don't mm-hmm. hold back. Don't like try to cover it up. Just go all into your crap, whatever it is you just created, and go. Oh, Wow, like what's possible now? And like, you know, there's a there's a song that um there was what's it called? I can't remember the name of it, but it was like basically there's this there's this child born and there's like a bunch of lies told about it or whatever. And it and the song is like uh, so crazy how something beautiful can come from all these lies, right? And mm. it's like that's the thing is like it's like there's if you really get out of this idea that there's nothing wrong that there's nothing bad and the right wrong paradigm is the thing that I know in my own life stops creation faster than anything as long as you think there's a right and a wrong a good and a bad you won't let yourself create because you're going to be trying so hard to do it right to do it perfect to do it great all of that that you don't actually let yourself really create. And I think, you know, you talk about being shut down creatively. I, I was shut down creatively. I did not see myself as a creative person for the longest time. I was always attracted to creative people. I was always attracted to creativity. I noticed, like, there was this assignment that Jack Canfield gave. Was it Jack Canfield? It might have been, no, I'm trying to think of the other guy. It'll come to me. Brendan Burchard gave. He's like, you want to know what you're here to teach? Look in your library and see what most of your books are about. Mm-hmm. I, the, thing, the, the thing I had the most books on was creation, creativity, and money, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. And I was like, but I'm not creative, right? Like I was sitting there going, but I'm not creative. But what, what is it that it keeps attracting me to this? And it was a process for me to own that. I actually had this um, – if you follow the show at all, you, you have, probably have heard it do the word of the year, like to, to bring an energy in rather than like concrete goals for the year. And um, this one year, I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to see who I am as a creator. I'm going to see what my creative energy is. And I just made a commitment to express or to bring forward my creative energy. That was my commitment for the year. I hired a creativity coach. I was like, all in. 
I produced more that year than I think I ever have in my entire life. I wrote two books. I started and generated a genius community. I made more money than I'd ever made. Like, all these things happened. Not because I, those were never my goals. You know, I, was, mm-hmm. I didn't set out that year to write a book. But when I committed to my creativity, all, it was it's such a generative energy, it's such a generative life force that everything began to organize around that. And it was so fun. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm no good. Maybe I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not. Well, how, how did I say it in the time? Like, I, when I thought how fun it was to live in the creative energy, I stopped caring about whether it was, I was, like, good at it or not. Because it was mm-hmm. just so fun. And so many things came into my life that I stopped caring whether I was good at it. And then all of a sudden, I started to see myself as a creative person. And it was just this sort of evolution of saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give everything I have to to this energy in me, and see what happens, right? And that's the thing that I would invite our listeners to do, is, especially if you don't see yourself as a creator, if you don't see yourself as a creative person, to just go all in and go, hey, what if I was? What is this? Like, give it all you got and see how your life changes, and see how much funner life becomes. And see what starts to come through you because it's like what I said earlier is that every one of us, I believe that the universe is trying to play through us. The universe is trying to express through us. And you could call that energy God, you call it universe, you call it nature, life force, whatever. But there's something that is trying to come through us. And if we'll stop stopping it, then like what then becomes possible for our lives is so that's magic, magic starts happening because it's like you open yourself up to the game that's asking to be played through you in this moment in time, in this 10 seconds, and then guess what? And then you choose something in the next 10 seconds, and that is creation. It's really just choice and action and choice and action and choice and action. And everything else is just like, oh, whether I'm good at it, whether I'm not, whether I have talent, whether I have genius. Like, this idea that there's, like, certain people that have it and certain people that don't is the biggest pile of crap perpetrated in the creative community. And everywhere you've bought that lie, everywhere you've sold that lie, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Yeah? Right, wrong, good, bad, yes. all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. And I'm really, I'm really loving the chat room. And if you're not in the chat room, why not? Go to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com and click on the blue chat room button and come in. I can't huh? get into the chat room on my phone. I can't get into the chat no. room. That's why I'm not in it. Okay. So you have an excuse just for this moment, just for today. But everybody else doesn't <laughs> really have an excuse. <laughs> so come. It's really fun. It's really playful. And I love Lori. Lori has a clearing for this, um, for um, she says, what invention am I using to block the creativity I could be, choos- could be choosing? That if I would choose it, would bring me more life, more money, and more aliveness. And all that that brings up and lets down. Can we uncreate the story, please? Yes. Yes. You're my yes girl. Hello. Where is my yes girl? Um, <laughs> right around, good and bad, hot and pot, all night, shirts, boys, and beyonds. And then how can I commit to my creativity in the most random and fun way possible that will generate more money than I have ever created before. And everything that doesn't allow for that, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. 
Yeah, it's right and wrong, good and bad, pun and pop, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. I think she has some creative capacities around um, creating questions, around creativity and creation. <laughs> so thanks for your contribution, Lori. Um, and I really, really love what Rhonda said. Um, it was kind of back when we were talking about America's Got Talent and stuff like that. She says, creativity often beckons us to be ridiculous and outrageous. And I super, super love that. I think that's so true. I think that that actually, like, when you when you watch people who are alive, you know, like, when you watch, when you find those people that are alive, what, what that spark is, is creativity. I really feel that. And, and that's why they are so shiny and sparkly, um, is that they're actually, like, going through life with this creative force and, um, you know, and, and allowing that to, um, you know, to kind of, to juice, to juice, to juice life. So it's, it's been so fun being in New York and at SOP because honestly, by day two, by day three, um, there's such a, transformation in the whole group of 200 people there's such a letting go of constructs and limitations and people just start opening up their creative um, flow and who they truly be um, and it is so fun like um, there's this Olivier guy his name is Olivier and he's from Belgium and he was he was sitting right next to us his table was next to us and day one he was a little formal you know, um, he was like, you know, he's like one, like one out of five men in the entire room, you know. But anyways, by like day three, he was dancing like Megan and I had like these impromptu dance parties with him. He was healing. Um, he was uh, he was a hit with the ladies for sure. But it was so fun to watch him open, to watch him just like allow himself to be be him and to to be spontaneous and creative and expressive in the moment it was so fun to to watch and see you know a day at the end of the SOP I just gave him this huge hug he was such a contribution to me um healed me so much and I just I mean I almost cried I was just like you are incredible and thank you so much for showing up so big and so you and like you're just delightful and I think that's what can be so fun about these workshops these kind of containers where you know we're actively deconstructing all of the limitations because then just pure essence and creativity emerges and it's just such a beautiful beautiful thing to watch and to be a part of mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And the more that the more that it's interesting because when somebody actually opens up, then it's like this. Um, I would call it like this domino effect, right? It's like somebody opens up and it opens you up, and then that opens them up, and then it's like this and this this energy that grows and it expands, and it's just like so so amazing, and it really is. You know, Dane talked about this in SOP. This creation is really just going, you you see something, you're sent something for your life, right? An energy. Maybe somebody's expressing that energy. And you're like, ooh, that. I have that. But it's not all mm-hmm. have that from I don't have it. 
It's not I'll have that from, like, oh, you have that and I don't. It's like, it's I'll have that. And I haven't heard him explain it this way before because it's one of the tools in Access to, to say, oh, I'll have that. But I notice that when a lot of people say it, it feels like they say it from separation. Like, I'm without and you have. Right? Mm-hmm. And he's talking about it from this totally different place where you tap the energy of who they're being. And, and you did this mm-hmm. a lot in uh, SOP where you tap the energy of what was happening in the room and you let it kind yes. of flow through your body. And it's like mm-hmm. it's really about getting the energy of a thing, whatever it is that you're wanting to create. Like somebody is creating or expressing something in your life that in their life that you're like, yes, that. I've never seen that, but I want that. The reason for all have that is to go to really feel the energy of that which you desire, like literally. And then just pot and talking, you know, and if you're not familiar with access, go to theclearingstatement.com. It's just a way to clear. Maybe you have another way that you like to clear. But it's like, okay, universe, please help me uncreate and destroy everything in the way of my willingness to choose this, my willingness to be this, right? Everywhere where I don't think I can be this, everywhere I don't think I can have this, I uncreate and destroy this now, right? And then it's like, hey, universe, what will it take? And then it's like the willingness to be or do anything that is required to create that. Everything that is in your way, like being willing to uh, and that was where the, the, the conversation about screwing up came in, right? It's like you have to be willing to fail. You have to be willing to lose people. What, like, if there's something or someone you're not willing to lose, it will stop you in the creative process. And so mm-hmm. it's that all in this that we keep talking about, that all in this. Mm-hmm. I might screw up. People might hate me. People might judge me. But I'm all freaking in, and I'm doing this thing. Right? Yeah. And everything in the way of that I uncreate and destroy it. And that is yeah. as, that is as simple as a gift. Okay. All right. Love it. And we're so over on break. We gotta go to break, love. So Let's do it or we're gonna get in trouble. No, no, no. No. Our producers are so <laughs> nice, they would never, never be that mean. Um, so you're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird and we'll be back. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. 
the best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with host Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Your host, Megan, is in New York City. We're talking creation and creativity. How perfect is that that we're talking about it? In one of the most creative cities in the freaking world. Mm-hmm. Poor Billy. Hey, do you want to talk about your magic infusions and, and possibly offering that to the people around their creations? Would well, now be a good time for that? I mean... I maybe want to talk about how um, I might want to talk about what it is first, because sure. it is it does apply to creation and creativity. And one of the things that I um, I was really inspired for some of you, you may know who Lisa Murray is. She is a um, certified facilitator with Access Consciousness, but she's also got a master's degree in leadership and business, and she's just like smart. She's super smart, and her. She just has so many gifts with um, creation and making creation so fun and light. It's almost like you can't judge yourself in her presence around creation and creativity. And it's, she's really delightful that way. And um, anyway, she um, she really inspired me around this idea that there are all these energies that are involved in creation, and that when we bring these energies, these frequencies into creation, it actually expands creation dynamically. And it's the difference between um, creating from push and force, which is where a lot of us go. I've made creation a lot of work for most of my life. And I still have these moments where it's like, okay, I've got to create money. I've got to go create money. Instead of actually like, hey, what would be fun for me? And like, what energies can I be? And what can I bring in that would allow me to create this with total joy and ease? You know, which is a great process. What would allow me to create this with total joy and ease? To ask that question and to open those energies. And one of the things that that, uh, her and I talk about as we mastermind together as well is that when we bring in, say, the energy of gratitude, or when we bring in the frequency of beauty, when we bring in the frequency of celebration to the process of creation, what happens is is an alchemical process where all of these energies kind of fuse together and become kind of the grist or the energy from which we can create from, as opposed to creating from work and push and struggle and some of the old paradigms around creation. And so um, I created this product, and I'm actually going to be um, creating sort of a part two of this product in the next month or so, but I called it Project Infusion. And what it is is a seven-day process where you infuse different frequencies in your whatever it is you're creating. Say you're creating a song. Say you're creating uh, 
something for your business, or maybe you just want to create something um, in your home environment, right, with your family or whatever. What this does is it takes you through a process of actually getting, infusing in your body and being these energies and these frequencies, and then I provide three to five questions for you to play with throughout that day. Um, with regards to that particular infusion. So um, there's uh, play, there's gratitude, there's celebration, um, there's uh, pleasure, like all of these energies that come together to really open up the creative life force and the creative energy. And you know what, guys? It's only $47. Are you kidding me? And, like, I'm getting such amazing feedback on that. I've had people buy it that don't even know who they are, and they're like, oh, my gosh, this has changed my whole life. This has changed how I'm creating, and I'm just really excited. It was just this sort of, speaking of creation, it was just the, this thing I started doing in magic school. And then I was like, I bet you other people would like this because everybody was digging it so much in magic school. I just started doing these live streams in magic school where I was infusing energy. And it became a product, and it's that, you know, it's sort of the other piece of what I was talking about before the break about creation. It's like you find what you want, and you clear everything in your way of it, you step in fully, and then you follow the energy. And that's what I did on this product. I just followed the energy. And um, can you tell them where to get it, hon? Yeah, it's, if you're listening to this um later then it's going to be underneath the recording um so our producers will put the link and i'm just finding the link right now um because i thought so you, you were talking about it. yes i thought you were talking about di- a different product for a second so anyways um this one i'm posting it in the chat room um it is um yeah it is called Project Infusion, um, and it's really fun. Um, and I I wanted to read like we've had some um, we've had some amazing comments on this. I was going to try to find um, even the comments that people have um, have done. Um, it says I have done this twice now. Jackie says, I've done this twice now, and each time I have felt the amazing energy coming from the video and through my body. I've never felt that before. And then Heather says, I am loving all of these infusions. They are blowing me away in every area of my life, not just my projects, but literally every molecule. Beauty is showing up even in the messes. So that's like a couple of comments that we've had on this um, project infusion Um it's so fun, you know, like, and like we said, it's 47 bucks. So the, the link is below and, um, it's also in weird on the air as well. We'll post it on, uh, weird on the air with Megan and Suzanne. So if you're not in that Facebook group, um, please join us weird on the air with Megan and Suzanne. Um, we post, we post extra clearings. We do coaching. Um, we ask people for their advice about what radio topics they want to have. So it's a fun um, place to go after the show um, so you can continue the conversation. Yes, yes. So um, so there was a question in the chat room um, that you texted me about, and I was wanting – I'd like to maybe answer it, but I, need, I was thinking I needed a little bit more context. The question was about being so in in relationships that you're afraid to lose it? I wasn't sure, like, what the question was exactly. Can you 
Yeah, so it's kind of like never quit, never give up, whatever it takes. And so Master Joseph was asking about how does that apply to relationships and being so in that the other is still smothered. And we were doing, I was was doing some exchange with him about, you know, there's, you know, is there like, is there a woundedness there of like kind of being in, um, being so in? Um, And then what, what's true if the other one isn't? You know what I mean? Like if you're in whatever it takes, but the other isn't. Uh, that's kind of uh-huh. that's kind of like whatever it takes, I'm in no matter what. But what about the other? If the other isn't, then he's asking like, what then? <laughs> okay, beautiful. Because like one of my one of the things that comes up for me is you can be all in, but if you have an attachment to an outcome, and that's why uh-huh. it's like when Dane talks about it, you have to let go of all attachments to outcome, to how that creation looks. Like, change never looks how you think, mm-hmm. right? It's like you could go all in in a relationship and go, yep, I'm here, I'm all in, I'm not giving up, I, I want this, I'm here for you. But it's letting go of attachment to how that looks because in this reality we have so many judgments about how relationships are supposed to look. You know, we're supposed to live together. We're supposed to be married. We're supposed to be monogamous. We're supposed to be, you know, and it's supposed to end up like this, where it's like you can go all in in a relationship and it might look like just this big sort of communion type love and you're not physically in each other's lives very much, right? Or it could look like that, but it's like really the trick in in creation of anything is to let go of attachment to how it looks because the universe knows better than you, the configuration that that would actually that would actually give you the most juice and would give you the most um, joy and expansion, and it's when we try to put the outcome in a box, whatever it is. Like this is true. Like on like in my Live Your Magic workshop, I every day I would come in with an outline, and almost every day I would have to throw it out because <laughs> what I thought it was going to look like totally changed. And if I wasn't willing to do that then my workshop would have been a little bit like other workshops with agendas and here we and here is the four steps. But Live Your Magic is so freaking dynamic, and it changed people on levels that I'm still hearing about. And it's So, darling, you have, like, yes, 20 seconds. Yeah, you have okay. 20 seconds. So like, we'll oh, have yeah. a link to... We'll have a link to Live Your Magic, too, which is coming up in Dallas in June. Mm-hmm. So um, that'll also be on the replay. And, of course, come back for more next week for more Love Life and All Things Weird. Bye for now. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.